of the Living Geek. Hi, and welcome to episode 16 of Super Sequoia Cast. I'm Justin. And I'm Alex. This week, we're going to finish talking about My Love Story, which we started watching last week. We didn't watch the full season. <laughs> are we going with series or season? How are we, we going to say this? I guess it was both, yeah. So, uh, yes, we okay. did not watch the full season. No, we watched episodes 9 through 14. There's actually 24 total, mm-hmm. but... You know, we have a lot of other things to talk about on the show, so we don't want it to be fully based on just an anime. Yeah. And we want to be able to give, you know, a taste of all animes, and we want to be able to sample things and let people know how it's going to be. So Yeah, we don't want to sit there, watch a whole series, and then tell you guys everything that we watched and expect you to be like, oh, I'm going to go watch this now, too, because I already heard the whole entire plot. Exactly, yeah, and that's what we were doing before, but, you know, we came to realize that this might work a little better. (laughs) Yeah. And it'll give us more time to review more stuff. Exactly. Hopefully we'll be able to get you a lot more interesting animes throughout the seasons. So, like we said, we we finished up, at least up to episode 14 of My Love Story, and uh, Takio and Yamato continue to work with, like, their minor dating milestones, and a lot of fun stuff ensues throughout the next like five episodes that we watched yeah i found it was interesting because they're in high school correct they're uh, not... yeah they're freshmen in japanese high school which i think is eighth grade ninth grade for us no ninth grade is it younger i thought it was older. they finished they only have three years of high school so i think it's older oh, actually. you're right yeah so yeah so they're older than us well older, older than, than our would freshmen be. would be yeah right. so i find it interesting that they seem so much more undeveloped romantically mm-hmm. you know like their big dating milestones are like holding hands and, like, going to the theme park together. Like, whoa. Well, we also have to kind of realize, I, I don't know, it's big here. I don't know how much more so it is in Japan, but, like, having male-oriented schools and female-oriented schools, like, so they both don't have the other sex there at their school, so, of course, they're going to be kind of underdeveloped on how to be around the opposite sex. Right, and romance in general is not, it's not like it's frowned upon, but it's just not something you do in public not in really. Japan. yeah. So... Like, I remember reading an article from um, another website that I follow, and he was talking, the guy is American, and he moved out to Japan. And all of his wife's friends are like, oh, you married an American guy? Wow, he must be so romantic and, like, you know, hold your hand and tell you he loves you and stuff like that. And it's like, why why don't other people do that? Like, yeah, that, that that's not different. <laughs> I thought I was being treated special, what? <laughs> right, but I guess that's how it is in Japan. It's very subdued romantically. Mm-hmm. On the fact that they're so not romantically inclined, a lot of things are very awkward, like seeing each other in bathing suits, trying to get their first kiss in. Trying to hold hands for the first time, you know, meeting each other's parents. mm -hmm. They actually had to spend some time apart in the show, too. And, you know, I remember when I was a kid, that was actually really rough. For the mm-hmm. same reasons that she thought, you know, Yamato was like, well, if he stops seeing me, what if he doesn't like me anymore, or whatever. Yeah, well, and you back know? then, you're not, it's not as easy to see people, especially, I think, for us here, versus them, at least they have the subway station to kind of get wherever they need to go. Here, yeah. you kind of need to drive, unless you absolutely know how to use public transportation, which right. a lot it's of people It's not available don't. everywhere. Not everywhere, no. Yeah. So, here, you kind of have to get used to it, because it's not as easy until you get your car, your license out there. I think, if they're focusing on school, it's harder to see each other, but not necessarily because they can't right it's because they have other responsibilities exactly you know they would see each other after school and that was another thing too they didn't go to the same school 
No. So it was even harder for them because they could only see each other after school. Yes. Or on the weekend. Besides just like little quirkiness like kisses and bathing suits and things like that, like they were trying to go to an amusement park, I think was the last part of the arc we finished with. So Yamato wanted to take Takio to the amusement park, but didn't want to go because of a jinx that was said if you went there as a couple. Yeah, there was like a higher chance that you would break up. So they were like, well, I want to go because that would be fun, but I don't want to risk breaking up with you. you Exactly. And so they kind of had to come to terms with the fact that that's dumb. (laughs) And and again, it's also like that nervous awkwardness because you're not sure who's going to think of what and how because they don't have that experience in relationships. So, of course, they're going to go, oh, man, it's jinx. I don't want to mess with what we have now because it's so good. Right. Exactly. Um, But besides just those two, we're actually getting a lot of other character development from other people in the show. Mm -hmm. We're learning a lot more about Suna and his sister. Yeah, and we met Takeo's dad. Finally. finally. He's actually really kind of um, exaggerative. Yeah, show. he is. <laughs> so he's got these like gigantic like sideburns, and he's like very yeah, clean cut. He and... looks more like he would be a movie star than anything. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's actually kind of neat because from other parents' perspectives, I've seen like it seems like you watch an American show. Parents are here are very overprotective out there. A lot of the parents don't necessarily not that they don't care. They have a lot more trust in their kids. Yes. And so, like, Takio got lost in the woods one night, and they're like, uh, it's whatever, he'll show back up when he shows up. Yeah, like, they're he must be doing something, it. that's exactly. all. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's a lot more faith in the children out there, I feel Oh, like. for sure. Well, when we went, we saw, you know, children walking to and from school. They'd mm-hmm. take the trains by themselves, yep. they'd take the buses by themselves, and it's not because they were neglected or anything, it's just because they were being pushed out into the world and mm-hmm. being, a, you know, not adults, but growing up. Life experience, at least in that sense. Exactly. Yeah. So. Like you said, they're being trusted. Exactly. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, it's a very good aspect. And like I said, we're getting a lot more character development. So originally we were mentioning that it's just them going on these little dates and that's all you're really getting. But now you're getting a lot more development mm-hmm. in the show and I can see it going even farther. It still retained its cute simplicity, but mm-hmm. you know, it got a little bit more into it with friends and other kind of little challenges you know along the way and i thought it was kind of funny when we were watching it takeo got a job at a macho cafe which which we talked about previously yeah it was hilarious when he when when they showed where he worked i was like it's a macho cafe which is funny because he's only doing it part-time because he wanted to earn money for yamato's birthday yeah sorry yamato's birthday birthday present present. yeah and like the boss was like no you can't leave you're so good (laughs) because He's so much bigger than everybody else yeah, there. Yeah, all like, the guys liked him, and all the girls liked him. And, yeah, he was perfect for the place. Yeah, he really was. And, you know, he's super polite and very professional, yes. so it was like everybody wanted him around. And it's like carrying the trays that take the drinks and things like that. It's like a plate <laughs> in his hand, so it's like super efficient for him to do a whole bunch of stuff at once. Yeah, he's basically just perfect for it. Exactly. <laughs> Would you continue watching it? Um, maybe. Like, if I had a bunch of extra time, sure, mm-hmm. but... If we were going to watch it continuously for the show, I would not have any problem watching it. Mm-hmm. But as it is, I want to watch other stuff, and there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of additional things they can bring into this story. So I'm like, well, I don't feel like I'll be missing a lot if I were to stop. Yeah, well, we'll see. I think if I, like you said, if we have some spare time, I'll probably finish watching it at least to get through the first season. Yeah, like it's a good show, but it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. draw you in. You know, Mm -hmm. it's funny and it's entertaining, but there's no story really that it hits on. Like we got the story from the first couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. So the rest of it's just going to be them being cute (laughs) and being misunderstanding (laughs) of each other. (laughs) So 
I know we kind of hit on like relating to the travels and being away from the person you're in a relationship with. Is there mm-hmm. anything else you can relate to, like first kisses, holding hands, like the nervous excitement of being with someone new? Oh yeah, I mean, can't you? I mean, yes, but like when you when you want to hold that person's hand for the first time, mm-hmm. you're like, uh, do I just do it? Do I have to ask? Yeah, like, um... <laughs> it is kind of weird. It's very awkward because you don't know what to do. You've never had any experience. It's not like parents for us and American standards teach you or try to explain things to you. Like, so don't be awkward. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Which is actually kind of funny because at work I have a friend who's in a relationship with another coworker, and she talked to me because she was like, you know, we've been kind of going out for like three, four weeks and he wants me to meet meet his parents. And she's like, (laughs) do you have any advice? Because I think it's really weird. Is that natural? Like, is that that something we should be doing? I'm like, yeah, it's kind of the natural progression of a relationship to meet each other there's parents like it's not that big of a deal i've always been fortunate enough in past relationships and with our relationship that when i wanted you guys to meet my parents it was always right around the holidays so it was like everybody's gathering and it just kind of worked it wasn't like the actual hey let's go to dinner so you can meet my mom right it just kind of worked you know i will say though that when I was at that age, mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen an anime like this yes. to kind of help me through it. Because then you can see that it's not so weird to be awkward about things because right. everybody else is awkward in yeah. themselves. Like, when I was young, I had Sailor Moon, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, there was sort of, like, a love thing going on there, but it was not the same at no, all. No, not at all. So, you know what I mean? This is way more realistic. And that was younger, too, wasn't it? Yeah, she was so, like, what, seventh grade, something like that? Yeah, something like that. So, so you know, it's way different. And that the whole dynamic was completely different either, but that's not the point. No, but still, even if it wasn't in an anime, at least in some other shows to try to yeah, hit on it. It would have know, been like, nice to have that. Yeah. Even in, like, real life shows, Family Matters, Step by Step, mm-hmm. because there's so many other focus points of that, you really don't get the intricacies of a starting relationship. Right. And even when you do, they're older. They're mm-hmm. not, like, super young, like, when you go on your first date. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I remember the, the cartoon Doug. Oh, yeah. And, uh, what is it? Patty, Patty. Mayonnaise. They were trying to be a relationship, but they didn't... It was no, never, it they was were just, just kind of school friends. Yeah. And that was kind of it. With, he had a crush on her, but exactly. it, never, it never went anywhere other yeah. than that. I found out that my love story had a live-action adaptation. We almost forgot to talk about the trailer. So, yes, we did find a trailer for a live-action movie of my love story. And it looked awesome. It really does. Like, <laughs> I cannot wait for this movie to come out, and I hope we have some form of access to this, because well, I want to watch it. It actually already released late last year. In Japan, when it came out, it was in third place in the box office on its opening weekend. Wow. I guess because my love story is super popular, which I didn't know. <laughs> well, that's, that's really good. It is. <laughs> it, it looked really good. It looks just like the anime. It does. The actors that they got for it are, like, fantastic. And it just looks just as cute and fun. fun and cheesy. And yeah. It's like, like if over you the top aren't and... an anime person, but you wanted to see the live action of it, like, do it because yeah. you'll get the same feeling it's awesome except so, maybe he won't be jumping out of a two-story window coming out with no pain well <laughs> i don't know he in the trailer he was like jumping off the bridge and stuff so mm-hmm. he may still have his random superpowers but <laughs> true very true we'll have to check in to see how we can get that movie and if we can we'll let you guys know next week or yeah. through facebook or twitter because i would like to watch that not gonna lie me too 
Well, enough of my love story. Mm -hmm. We started watching a second anime called Moribito, Guardian of the Spirit. We had already been suggested to watch this last year, I think it was. I believe so, right before we kind of decided to move and didn't have time to record anymore. On our Facebook page. So we had watched the very first episode, and then we kind of gave like a written review on it, what Mm -hmm. we thought, and then we just never had a chance to review it for the show. Yes. So we figured we would do it now. So it's on Netflix and Hulu. I mm-hmm. would suggest watching it on Netflix because I think Hulu's subs are a little subpar, in my opinion. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. They they kind of lag a little bit. Yeah. And they kind of glitch every once in a while. Which really, to me, throws me off in being in the story of anime. Like, I'm getting better at understanding the context of Japanese. So, like, when I'm watching it, I don't always have to read the subtitles. But when it lags like that, it really throws you off. Yeah. Because there's certain words you just don't know. Um, either way, we're getting off topic with that. Oh. <laughs> so you can find it on Netflix, you can find it on Hulu. Um, so far, we've watched episodes one through six. Mm-hmm. What have you thought so far? Well, before we even get into that, let's say what it's about. Yes. The story follows this warrior named Balsa. She becomes a bodyguard, bodyguard, a bodyguard yes. for a young prince that she ends up inadvertently saving from mm-hmm. this accident that almost happened. It turns out that this young prince is possessed by a water spirit. The queen finds that her son's kind of being threatened, so she ends up hiring Balsa, who already saved him once, mm-hmm. to take him away, to protect him, yes. for, until either it, it goes away or they find some kind of way to get rid of this ailment, which is uh, the water demon. And in doing so, obviously, more threats ensue. And so it's their journey of her protecting him and being safe and figuring out what mm-hmm. exactly is in him and what they can do about it. My first impression that this is going to be a really fun show. My only one little weird quirk, I guess, is I don't know enough about ancient Japan. So, like, to me watching this anime, I feel like it's more Chinese than it is Japanese. Oh, okay. Well, when I was doing research, I found out that it's it doesn't take place in Japan. Oh, okay. It's a fantasy story from a Japanese author. Mm. So it probably has influences from all sorts of Asian cultures. Okay. You know, because to yeah. me, their attire looks more Mongolian than mm-hmm. anything. You're right. But, you know, that's just fantasy. Isn't her tribe called, like, the Kabbalon or something like that? So, I and mean, what's from... K- Kambalak. Kambalak, yeah. Kambalak from, was where... Um, Marco and from... Yeah, Kublai Khan used to yeah, reside. Yeah, wow. there we go. <laughs> so, We're not nerds. <laughs> kind of correlate, so maybe they are kind of Mongols in a sense. Um, Man, good catch. I know, right? Man, I'm on fire. <laughs> I'm going to keep watching it. Well, obviously, we have to for the show, but I think even outside <laughs> of this, if I had free time just like my love story, I would want to finish this series because I want to see where it goes. Yeah, for sure for me. I am really enjoying this show so far. It makes me think of back in the day when I used to go to the gro- the grocery stores. No, when I used to go <laughs> to the video stores when those used to be a thing. Oh, um, man. And I would like scour the racks for any sort of anime. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of that sort of like sort of like epic story, you know. And okay. the animation on it is super clean, and it's just really pretty to watch. It actually is really clean. The fight yeah. scenes are actually really cool too. Yeah. Well, interesting fact on that. Since you're talking about the fight scenes, it was actually directed by Kenji Kamiyama, which was the director of Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. The ones we watched on Netflix. Yes. Oh. So that's probably okay. why. It looks so good. That's you know? true because those were really good too. Mm-hmm. 
with the amazing fight scenes, and I mean, we're only getting just a taste of it right now. I can't wait to see how it develops further later on in the anime, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot tougher fights for Balsa and the prince up ahead. And it's kind of going in an interesting direction, too, because mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting there to be, like, giant animals, you know, and yeah. that kind of thing. Or and magic. Yeah, there's magic, and when they were first talking about the prince being possessed, mm-hmm. I thought that it was, like... I didn't think that he was actually like possessed. Like a literal possession? Yeah. I yeah. thought that it was a fear, you know? Mm-hmm. It was a, a superstition or something, and so they were afraid of that. But no, it turns out there really is magic spirits and things like that to okay. worry about. And I guess that all becomes, or that all comes from it being a fantasy story. Mm, that's what I was going to say. Like, being a fantasy story, this didn't come from a manga. This actually came from a bunch of novels, fantasy novels, and there's 12 of them. And it's by author Nahoko Ueashi. Good luck with me ever trying to say that name correct. <laughs> every time we do the show, I have to say some form of a Japanese name, company, and I butcher it every time, even though if I do it normally, I'm perfect. I make Ugh. fun of him for it when we're done, because he likes to play a bunch of sports games. He always says it like an announcer, so he probably would have been like, Nahoko, Ue, Hashi, you know? Yeah, probably would have 100% nailed it. I think of that every time. <laughs> Anyway, so the, the back to the novels, though. The first one, the first two have been published in English back in 2008, and they were published by Scholastic. Really? That's a, yeah, that's so a I big company. I got that when I was in school. Yeah, you, well, I don't, you weren't in school in 2008. <laughs> no, but, but like if I was, the bus comes around, <laughs> gives me a little book, and I can like order them or whatever. We had book fairs. I didn't have a, bu- a, book, a bus book. No, book but bus. like... I didn't um, have a book that, bus. Like, that's what it came and like delivered them, and like that's oh. how you got it sometimes from one of the schools I was at. Interesting. Yeah. No, for me, they were always set up in the library, we and then they gave once. us those little pamphlets that you fill out with the books uh, you wanted that were there. Maybe it's because my schools were a lot smaller than yours. Maybe. So. Yeah, I went to a Catholic school. Anywho. Yeah, anyway. They have a couple novels in English. Yes, but there's 12 total, mm-hmm. so unless you learn Japanese, I don't think you'll be able to find the other 10. No. But the two that are in English, you can get on Amazon. I researched it, because I may Ooh. buy them, because I thought that it was pretty cool. Okay. And the series was also on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim. Really? Yeah. Like, Why back it... also in 2008. Man, Adult Swim got some pretty good animes. What was I doing when I was a kid? I don't know. That's what Not I'm saying. Not watching TV, I guess. Yeah. Like, I stopped watching you Adult Swim. Stomped? stomped? I you... stopped watching <laughs> Adult Swim, like, I don't know, I guess a couple Long years after it ago. came out. So, I missed all the good stuff, apparently. I think the only thing I used to watch on Adult Swim, and that's just because I put it on before I was go to sleep will be like Inuyasha. Like, I'd fall asleep to that show being yeah. on. Yeah, I, I loved I watching up. Inuyasha. And then I'd end up seeing like three hours later just because they'd have like a <laughs> marathon of that show. Right. And I was supposed to be asleep at midnight and it's three in the morning. Anywho. We'll keep you updated next week when we watch another at least six episodes. Yes. Give you guys another taste of how it's going so far. If anybody wants to start watching it and give us your thoughts, please do. You know, we, yes. we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. and We would love more feedback, suggestions, all that kind of good stuff. Yes. So please let us know. Let's move on to tech. I kind of thought of a fun way we could put this. Speaking of Adult Swim, they have the show Robot Chicken. Well, in Japan right now, they have a robot farm. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So. You're terrible. Always. In Kyoto, a company called Spread is opening a vertical farm that is fully automated. And what I mean by vertical is that it is straight up. (laughs) (laughs) It's straight up. (laughs) I can't be any more blunt than that. So, like. If you think about it, in Japan, they're on an island full of tons of people, 
they don't really have room to build buildings really wide. They have to build them really tall, maybe yes. down into the ground. Yeah. And so when I say that they're building a farm that's vertical, it's going to be housed and just kind of multiple floors, lots and lots and lots of shelves. Mm-hmm. Japanese architecture is very interesting that way. It is. Like, I, when we were there, mm-hmm. everything was that way. The the bookstores, the Burger Kings, you parking know. Parking lots are even. Yeah, the parking so, lots. So, I think it's actually a really neat idea. For sure, I think so, too. The only thing that's going to be done by humans on this farm is actually planting the seeds. Yes. Everything else is automated or done by robots. And you can't think of this as like a natural greenhouse because the way it's going to be, it's going to be walled in and closed off because they want to keep it at a perfect temperature with the perfect amount of like sun, not necessarily sunlight because they're using mm-hmm. man-made light to produce it, but they want everything to come out basically the same yeah. all the time. It looks more like a warehouse factory kind yeah. of thing, but it definitely not. produces beyond healthy heads of lettuce. Yeah. Which I don't think we clarified that's what they're doing because the farm is mainly for lettuce. Yes. It is only lettuce at this point. Yes. But it's amazing because they don't need to use any pesticides. Nope. Because everything is enclosed mm-hmm. in this building and they walk around in Like clean... hazmat suits, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like they're in a clean room, mm-hmm. you know? They, they don't allow any particles from the outside on the inside. No, I'm so... sure they probably have like a... What is those like hair root... Hair rooms, air hair? rooms where they like kind of like oh, yeah. blow you they, off and yeah, like you walk in and they go. <laughs> yeah, basically, because we want to make sure everybody goes in there 100% sanitized. Exactly. Which I think is really cool. I think so too. Like, you can't get any greener than mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Really can't. Spread already has an indoor farm, but it's only half the size and it's mostly run by humans. Mm hmm. It's not that they want to kind of like cut the labor force down, but by going fully automated and in a new building, they can produce a lot more product. Right, exactly. And, you know, the creator of it was saying he doesn't think that this is going to take over farming by no. any means. They're still going to need humans and whatever, just not mm-hmm. for this particular thing. Yeah. So I think, like, here in America, we need it to be man-made farms because we don't have enough jobs for everybody. In Japan, they have enough people to fill a bunch of jobs. But it's more so that they lack the people who want to do that job or can do that job. So it's just easier for them to do robots to fulfill certain parts. Yeah, definitely. With all the young people in Japan, nobody goes into farming anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? And the older people who are in farming right now, they're going to be too old to do it pretty soon. Exactly. So... So, the second indoor grow house is going to open in the middle of 2017, and it should produce around 30,000 heads of lettuce a day. That is a lot of lettuce, people. Yes. <laughs> um, they're hoping to boost the figure to half a million heads daily within five years. That's crazy. That's 500,000 heads of lettuce a day. That I is a lot. don't think we're going to have any shortage in lettuce around the world, no. if that's the case. Well, definitely not in Japan. <laughs> no, not at all. The new indoor farm will measure... 4,400 square meters, and if you don't use meters like me... Which we don't. Yeah, it's actually 47,000 feet. That's a lot of feet. I just had to double check the numbers real quick because when I originally found those notes, I thought it was only 4,700. No, it's that you heard that right. It's 47,361.16 feet. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. And they're going to have shelves that go from the floor to the ceiling with lettuce in different stages of mm-hmm. growth. Now, since it's all indoor and controlled environments and stuff like that, it doesn't take as long for this lettuce to grow. No. It only takes 40 days instead of the approximate 60, and that's with good weather. That's crazy. Like, on the outside, if it's, you know, too cold or whatever, it could Mm -hmm. take longer. The lettuce could come out not as good, you know what I mean? Exactly. With this time, 40 days and you have a perfect head of lettuce. 
and it's really cost efficient running everything automated except sure sometimes you'll have an extra cost because maybe one of the robots went down or something but they're making that up and not having to pay labor fees and then also the water is 90 percent recyclable so it's like they're not taking away from people mm-hmm. and again they don't need to use any pesticides so they get to save on that too i think it could be useful pretty much anywhere we could use that yeah. here we could use that in other countries we could use it anywhere really. I, don't, I mean you can still keep it and have it be man-made and human-run farms right but turn it into this building because then you're growing corn you can grow peas and potatoes mm-hmm. and everything like you need to well i don't know about corn and you can't really grow corn vertically. no but you can still you can not necessarily vertically but you can build a giant warehouse that can go from certain yeah. length to certain length and then like it just, it would be, at least it would grow properly. That's you wouldn't true. have some bad corn here. The controlled some good, environment. Exactly. That's yeah. more so what I'm going for. The controlled environment still be ran by humans. You yeah. Know, so. I could see that. I think they'd have to work their way up to it, though, and start with small things like herbs and mm-hmm. tomatoes and stuff that you can do vertically. Mm-hmm. That way they can get the money. Because, I don't know, to me, I think that, like, big things like corn would just be too wasteful in space. Nah, that's true. You know. But, I mean, you could always build, like, a second level. It's not well, like it's yeah. that tall. See, then you could you do can't. that. Yeah. You could have corn you... on the bottom and then other stuff on the other floors. That's mm-hmm. a good idea. Something. Yeah. Make it a multi-tool warehouse. Yeah. It's going to be extremely useful, hopefully, when we can get that everywhere. Whether it's run by robots or ran by humans, I still think having certain products done in a controlled environment, being able to mass produce it faster than waiting on outside weather is yeah. just great for the whole world. It would help, I think, get us oversupplied so that we can feed maybe some of the homeless or yeah. just whatever people who aren't as well off as others because it should be able to be sold cheaper, the fact that it's being mass produced so much faster. I agree. And if there's less space taken up by crops, there will be mm-hmm. more space available for animals that Something. we eat, like yeah. you know, cows and chickens and stuff. Pig. I like ham. I like ham, too. Anywho. Moving on to the new product that we found. It's called Gatebox. It's a hologram communication robot that integrates with smart homes. That sounds super complicated, but it's really not. It's not. (laughs) Um, Gatebox is being developed by Japan's Vinclu, Inc., and it's the first of its kind. It's first of its kind as far as being able to go with a smart home? I think or... it's a hologram like program oh, okay. that goes with the yes. with the smart home, or just a hologram program in general. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything like that yet. And it's actually it's the first hologram of its kind, but it's not exactly the first object that can do this. So right. what Gatebox can do, it can converse with you, turn on appliances, wake you up, and more. The hologram basically sits inside like a blank box that can monitor your mood, which I thought was probably one of the more it's a little on the creepy side yeah like i don't know know if i want a program kind of being like oh you seem upset today like (laughs) i already know i'm upset i don't need you telling me i'm upset but what i mean by like this isn't the first item that's out right now or going to be coming out that can do this because there's already things like the echo um from amazon yeah that we've seen commercials for for the super bowl right that kind of yeah all those alec baldwin commercials yeah where he's talking into that little black uh cylinder that's the echo I can't remember what does all what does that go do again? Like it, it's it's music. Yeah, um, it's basically the same thing. It's like Siri, you know, from mm-hmm. the iPhones, except that it's in your home. So it can turn on your music. It can turn on um, your TVs if you have a smart TV. It can turn on any smart appliances mm-hmm. that you have. Mm-hmm. It's all the same kind of stuff. And the Echo can it acts like Siri in the same way where you can ask it questions, just like in the Super Bowl commercials. You know. Yeah. So Siri and now Amazon yeah. Echo, which goes by alexa so even in american standards they kind of go by a female name for programs yeah like even with like directions it's usually a female name unless you 
designated to be a male voice. Probably. Japan does the same exact thing, but instead of it just being a female voice, they make it a cute female, like, anime character. Yeah. See, I don't see this being all that different. It's just, like, mm-hmm. the next logical step. Yes, you, know? you do. Except that you actually, instead of talking to a disembodied voice... You're talking to an mm-hmm. actual character. Exactly. You know, if anything, it makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it would make it a little easier for me instead of like talking yeah, to a box. I'm talking to at least a hologram of a figure that I can recognize. As yeah. A semi like anime character that I've known from another show or something. Exactly. Um. Well, the character's name is Hikari Azuma. Oh, see, you just did it. I did for the last thing. <laughs> That's okay. At least I got the first part right. <laughs> yeah. Um. She was designed by Taro Minboshi. He was actually one of the creators of the successful dating sim game called Love Plus. Have a you lot ever of, seen I, it? I've seen it, but I've not played it. I've never even heard of it until just reading this article that told me about the gatebox and that he's the developer of the character. Oh. So I don't know what Love Plus is. In Japan, they like to have games that are dating simulators where you, it's just like on your 3DS or whatever, you walk around as a character, mm-hmm. you know, and you go and there's a bunch of different people girls or boys that you can talk to mm. and you just kind of flirt with them basically it's a, it's a dating like sim. a virtual date in a sense but with like a yeah. predestined character yeah exactly you can go up to them and choose what you want to say how oh. if you want to interact with that person if you want to do something else like it's not like it's just you're interacting with characters and you can kind of say flirty things to them or say them back or okay whatever you know yeah they're actually really popular probably because of the not romantically inclinedness mm-hmm. of the country okay so, to even go a step further, um, there's somebody I, I think we've mentioned before in other episodes, but uh, his name's Danny Chu. Yes. And he's creating a smart doll. Mm-hmm. It does the same things, but this is actually something that can walk around the house, right? Yes. That's that's exactly what he's hoping for with, like, the final stage of his doll. She can walk around the house and be yeah. his gatebox. Basically. It, yeah. Instead of being a hologram, you have a, a robot. Yeah. This little teeny robot that walks around mm-hmm. and talks with you. We did talk about it, because when we talked about the um, mm-hmm. Osimo robot, we also right. mentioned his, because it's got to follow, like, the same three laws and stuff like that. So Exactly. It's just, again, putting, like, a face to what you're talking to and what's talking back to you yeah but in a physical contact exactly like the article that we found that was talking about the gate box made it sound like it was some really creepy weird thing but it's really not you and know no, it, that's it, it all is. in who you're who you're talking to and who you are as a person if you're if you're gonna make it a creepy thing it's gonna be creepy if right. you're like oh i see that being useful and i'd rather talk to something that's a hologram than just a black speaker why not exactly like honestly I think it'd be really cool, especially if you live in a house by yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? You're not just talking to yourself or talking to no one, even Mm -hmm. though you're not talking to a real person. This character wakes you up in the morning and stuff and turns on your lights and it's like, hey, you have a big day today. Make sure to get up and eat your breakfast, you know? It's like... Kind of like that movie with Walking Phoenix. Um, I believe it was called Her. Yeah. It came out last year or a couple years ago, something like that, where he ends up falling in love with his AI and it ends up like learning, you know. Um, I believe it's through like a phone, yeah, or something. That... Well, it's an operating system, yeah. So technically, it looks like the same kind of concept, except the movie was way more advanced, obviously, yes. because she had full-on personality. She could mm-hmm. learn. She could talk back to almost anything. Exactly. And you know, that's not what would happen. Comprehend with this. everything that he was talking about. Exactly. So I mean, that's that's far-fetched for movies, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's on the same line, definitely. Maybe years down the road from now we'll have that with smart houses and things like that right where it wants to know about your day and how it can help you make it better yeah there's a ton of movies yeah. that use that kind of thing in them already you know you walk in mm-hmm. and, oh hey how was your day mm-hmm. you know oh even um iron man 
What, what, yeah, there you it, go. With Jarvis. Know, Jarvis, yeah, yeah, runs his house for there him. You go. Exactly. It's just, it's Jarvis, Except basically. Except at least that, you know, I actually kind of respect that Jarvis is a male voice because yeah. in any instinct that could have been a female, which is what's normal. Right. And the fact that it was actually a male lead playing the voice in that you is know pretty why? good. It's because he's a butler. That's oh, why. Oh, yeah. There's, no, there's no women butlers. There isn't. <laughs> Damn, I just lost all respect again. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was going to be such a positive thing for once. Well, it kind of was, though. Yeah. You know? It's just, yeah. Not where we thought it was, it was close. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, getting off of these weird holograms and AIs that you can possibly yeah. fall in love with. They're not weird. And I guarantee. new. <laughs> well, I guarantee that people will fall in love with them mm-hmm. because people can fall in love with anything. And, and it's something that's going to understand you and probably never really disagree with exactly. I'm sure a lot of people would like that so. well i mean even in the commercial for the gate box that we were watching mm-hmm. the the writer was like oh well it seems like you can touch it and you can be intimate with it i was mm-hmm. like no, no that's not what it's it saying really at can't. all it's no. just saying that you can connect with it in your head stop being weird yeah exactly see that, you're that, the weirdo that's that's going too far <laughs> exactly. uh, if you're gonna try to interact with a hologram in a sexual way like right. that right they no. have robots for that but that's not what this is no okay? So let's get back into uh, Final Fantasy, which we've actually got to play a lot more of. Yes. So we can give you more detailed experience of what we've played, not what we've read. Uh, so far, I think we've played probably about six hours. Maybe. Six, seven hours yeah, right around maybe there. maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So far, I'm a level 25 knight. I'm a 30 monk. Yep, and it is going really well. It's quite enjoyable, as long as I'm not tired, because for whatever reason, Final Fantasy puts me to sleep. <laughs> so, as long as I drink some coffee, get a good night's rest, I can actually play this game and not be tired. Yeah, I still, I don't understand what it is I with you. I don't know either. It's like, my brain shuts off. I maybe. don't even know. It's, Hopefully it's I don't fall asleep right now. Because if I do, I'm sorry. I'll wake, <laughs> wake me up when we're past Final Fantasy. Well, I think maybe because it's not so much Final Fantasy, as it is just a game titled Final Fantasy. That's probably exactly what it is. Yeah. There's not all that story bogging Mm -hmm. you down, you know? It's just kind of you going out and killing stuff. Exactly. It's awesome. What little story there is, it's more so about just developing yourself as a character and Mm -hmm. making sure you get these, like, hunting licenses to be able to go do different kind of quests, uh, such as killing blue dragons or killing any of the Eidolons. I think so. Yeah, I think it's Eidolons. Eidolons. It's a really weird word, but anyway, it's great. Um, It's not so much like having to run around either. There's an airship you can pop on that we found out, and it'll port you at least right next to the destination you need to go to, which is really efficient. Yeah, that's a normal thing in Final Fantasy, is always having an airship, Mm -hmm. always having a Sid character. Yes. And all of the old summons from Mm -hmm. the games, like Shiva and Ifrit and you know Bahamut and all those things mm-hmm. they're all in the game too those are the Eidolons we were talking about yeah but what's neat is we ran into this thing where um, we just got it it's called Magisite where you can actually kind of capture the Eidolons yeah it's and like use their getting power. their essence or something yeah. mm-hmm. you have to harness their power but it's kind of cool because there's also milestones you hit and the the Moogles, yep. Mo- Moogles. Uh, give you stuff so, like, me specifically, I hit 100,000 damage, so many characters killed, and so, like, I got Cloud and Yuri? Yuria? Yuri? Yuri. No. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> Yuna? Yuna! Yuna! There Yuri? we go. God, I don't know where I got Yuri from. <laughs> but you get, like, their essence in a sense, too. Um, Like, I also got Riku, and then you got different people for things that you did. Yeah, I got Lightning from Final Lightning. Fantasy there thirteen, And I also got Riku, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I got anybody else. All the elements, man. Lightning, Cloud. Yeah, So there's going to be a water much. person sooner or later. Well, there's, there's Squall. Squall, there I mean, you go. That, you know, it's a storm over water. So, the magic site, what it is, is, like, there's a little crystal on the lower screen that you're playing, and when you start building up enough of this, like, power you get when you're fighting, 
fighting people, it builds the crystal at the same time, and you can use it. And if you're using it, say, for one of the Edelons, Edelons, it does their ability like Hellfire or like Mass Freeze. But if you do it for the character you chose, like Cloud, you turn into Cloud and you kind of get Cloud's abilities. Right. It's super neat, actually. So I'm excited to see what other characters there are. Mm -hmm. Because it shows you a list, but, you know, most of them are question marks because you haven't unlocked them yet or you haven't found them. So I'm excited because there's a ton of them. You just unlocked, like, a Dark Knight, didn't you? Mm Mm-hmm. So you can, like, evolve from being just a regular knight to being somebody who uses, like dark magic along with being a knight like how does that work um i don't know because i didn't select it as one of my jobs i'm still a knight because i'm waiting for the dragoons to open up Mm. i'm hoping that there are dragoons in this game because they're my favorite they're like the big lancers yeah that would be cool i Mm -hmm. think um so far i've opened up like thief and time mage and i'm sure there's tons of others but yeah i'm trying to find like a class like the monk but evolved a little differently Okay. So I'm hoping there will be something that opens up close to that. Well, I guess we'll have to keep playing and find out. Exactly. Um, You've been using the pets, which I have have. not yet. So you want to talk about that since I have no experience? (laughs) So I originally thought, like, when we first brought it up, it was going to be kind of like Pokemon. You go out there, fight them, capture them, like, right before they died or something like that. That's not how it works. When you go out there and you kill toads and the lizards and the goblins, every now and again you'll get, like, the essence of the goblin or essence of the toad. You can use those to either upgrade stats on your gear, or you can go to the Beastmaster, give them that essence, and it'll create that monster to have in, like, your, like, barn, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And then right when you go to embark on a quest, you can choose which ones you want to bring with you, and then they level with you as you play. Right. But you were telling me that they have a level cap. Um, they do. They cap at, I believe, 50, which is okay, which is, again, what I was saying last time. You kind of end up at a certain point getting into the difficulty of, like, star rankings, your monsters can only do so much for you at a cap yeah. level 50. You well, actually need other people's help. Exactly. If you're a level 30 already, mm-hmm. you know, by the time you get to the really hard stuff, your pet's not going to do much. Yeah, I think I'm level 30 and we haven't even, I think we've done one three star level. Yeah. And like, it wasn't hard by any means, but I imagine if I get to like the fifth, sixth star, I'm going to be 70. Exactly. My monsters aren't going to be useful. They, they already kind of die in like two hits as it is as, as a level 30 pet, so... Well, but it's kind of neat because when you go out in a group, you can only have like four people in a group, Mm -hmm. and we go in a group of three, and we are able to fill the fourth spot with Justin's pet. Or whoever's leading the group's pet. So so. it's kind of neat because they at least serve a purpose even though you still have a group. Exactly. So there's that. It's awesome. I definitely see this being something I keep playing on my downtime. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm going to keep playing it. And even though it's Final Fantasy, I'll do my best not to fall asleep, you guys. Hopefully, (laughs) if we finish out the game, we can give you just a little bit of a conclusion when we get there. Or at least a little further on. Like, we can keep bringing it up every time something important happens or, you know, something cool. You find any other games that are similar to this or that you think we should check out on 3DS, let us know. Um, We would love to. Even if we wanted to, we can probably find something on the PS4. Yeah, for sure. Final Fantasy is such a big thing. They Mm -hmm. even have a cafe in Japan for it. They do. It was unfortunately not open when we went. No, we went in 2011. Yeah. So it opened up in 2014 in Akihabara, and it's still open today. So it wasn't just like a fast little Mm pop-up restaurant or anything like that. It's called the Eorzea Cafe. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, it's it's really a weird looking name. (laughs) Check it out on Yelp. Um, Yeah, they got really great ratings, and a lot of their pictures are awesome. Right, Square Enix actually teamed up with Pasella, which is a high end karaoke chain, Mm -hmm. to create this cafe. 
it's really pretty on the inside. Like, it looks like a legit high-end restaurant. It does. And there's all this decor around. They have Moogle statues, you know, and, like, all these weapons on the walls and big maps and things like that. It's super cool. It's even got, like, some kind of collectibles, I think. I don't know if the menus are collectible. They might be, but I know the coasters are. Yeah, the coasters. So every time you order a drink, which they're pretty much all themed, and they look really neat when you order them, they Mm -hmm. all come with a fancy coaster with some Final Fantasy art on it. Mm -hmm. And there's, I think, 12 or 16 different ones. I was reading people end up like trading amongst themselves. Like, oh, well, I already have this one. Can I trade you for that one? And vice versa. And they have placemats, too, that Mm -hmm. you can take home as collectibles. Oh, placemats. That's what it is. Not the menu. That would be kind of weird taking a menu home. Well, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I'd take it home. It's kind of (laughs) cool. Some of the fun things they do serve there, they have like a a chocobo curry. Yeah, I would totally eat it. And then... um, It's not just called chocobo curry, though. The mm. rice is actually shaped and has a face on it and everything, so it looks like a chocobo. chocobo. Yeah, that's right. They have a Moogle ice cream thing. Yeah, what's the the little things you get in like Final Fantasy VII to use uh, to like level up? Oh, the Materia? The Materia, yeah. They have a Materia drink that has yeah. a bunch of little circles in there of different colors and yeah, stuff like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's like to have a fun. ton of things like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's so many, we can't go over them all. But no, but I just want to we'll, give it a little Yeah, we'll link the, the Yelp page. You can go through all their pictures and see all the amazing things that they don't have here. <laughs> um, we're for sure going to try to get into it next time we go to Japan. Um, they only have four showings, technically, I guess, the yeah, four entry go, times. Yeah, that you can go do this. Yes, and you have to get your tickets in advance. But I think it's really cool because Japan likes to have all these themed cafes. Like, there's the Gundam Cafe. and One of the newer themed restaurants that came out, it's not even like it's a permanent thing. It was a pop-up shop for mm-hmm. a couple days. Kind of to celebrate the fifth Street Fighter game that came out. Yes. Capcom tied in the release of Street Fighter V with a ramen franchise known as Kagetsu. They came out with the Street Fighter Ramen Shop. But the best part is the name of this little pop-up shop. Mm-hmm. It's called the Hadoken. It is called the Hadoken. I forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry. I should have gone. I should have gone with that like in my entry for this whole yeah. part of the topic. But probably next time. <laughs> but so it's open for two days, or it was open for two days by the time this episode airs. It was open for two days and they actually gave a bowl of ramen for free as long as you took a photo outside the restaurant they had billboards and things Mm -hmm. for you to pose with and you had to post the picture onto social media Mm -hmm. and then show the people who were working there Mm -hmm. who were all dressed as ryu by the way (laughs) it's pretty awesome so hold on though tell them the name of the ramen bowl it's got like the longest name ever it's got the longest one i'm sure i'm gonna butcher a lot of it so it's called (laughs) street fighter 5 arashi Fist Ramen Black Monster with Denjin Hadoken Ball. <laughs> I think I nailed that pretty good. It's okay. And whatever, okay. I didn't mess up one word for once. So don't be scared that you can't get it if you're going there a week from now or after the pop-up shop because the ramen franchise, Kagetsu, will still have it as an item that you can order, but obviously you're not going to get it for free anymore. Well, yeah. But because you're paying, the proportions are a lot bigger. Oh, that's nice. So, I mean, enjoy. It looks good. Yeah. Um, Well, it it was spicy from what I heard. So, I think I'll pass on the black monster fish fish fist <laughs> black monster fist ramen <laughs> i'm sure you butchered that worse than i did <laughs> anyway like i'm not much for spicy food in general but i tried like a spicy chicken thing from the kfc when we were out there and it was actually really good so maybe the spicy out there is not as the spicy as here that's true but i don't want to i don't want to try it 
because I'm not good with spicy. No. I, I can't even eat hot no Cheetos. <laughs> no, I can't eat hot Doritos, but it's okay. Speaking of hot. <laughs> Speaking of hot. <laughs> those, um, what are those, the bonfires you got to pour to in Dark Souls 3, those are pretty spicy. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I think eventually, on like maybe our uh, on some anniversary episode, I'm just gonna put together all of your random little segue things. Please do, please do. That'd be probably pretty good. That'd be one of our best episodes. So anyway, from software had a contest for Dark Souls Three because mm-hmm, um, Dark Souls Three is coming out. Yes, in April. Basically, they wanted someone to tell the story of the first two games so that somebody (laughs) coming into Dark Souls 3, like myself, like I want to, Mm -hmm. can watch this trailer that someone's supposed to create. And understand what's happening. Because I've looked into it, and I don't know what the hell's going on. I've talked to people who've played it. People who have played it don't know what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. But from software, obviously they're saying there is some kind of story. Yeah. And they're offering up a really good prize for the first, second, and third place winner. They really are. Like, if I had good editing skills, I'd Mm -hmm. be all over this. If I played any of the games, I would at least try. Yeah. For the grand prize, they're actually getting $10,000. In American dollars. That's a lot of money to make, like, a trailer. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of money. It is. It's amazing. And then the first, or sorry, second place gets a life-size, life-size Red Knight statue. It's like 50 inches or something. Oh, I mean, I'm life-size and I'm about six foot. Do you think it's six foot or is it more like a four foot and a half? It's like a life-size statue? 55 inches, I think. So, so however tall that 12, is. 12, 24, 36, 48. So it's just over four foot. That's pretty tall. Like I said, about four and a half feet. I guess so. Man, I nailed it. I'm 5'2", so it's like my size. It's shorter than you. <laughs> anyway, getting too detailed. And then the third place winners, which there are three of them, yes, get a 16-inch Lord of Cinder statue. And they're really, really awesome looking. Yes, if you want to go to the website, I don't know if we have the link for it or not. Yeah, um, I'll, put it, I'll put it down there. You get to see the pictures of the statues, and they look awesome. Right. Like, I, I would, would be get it. so happy if I got any of these. I would just want to get it just to get it, because they look sweet. Yeah, like honestly, $10,000 is pretty awesome, but Mm -hmm. I think I might prefer to have the giant statue just because where else are you going to get that? Yeah. You know? I mean, and I really hope whoever comes up with the winning $10,000 trailer mm-hmm. does a really great job explaining it because I really look forward to watching this trailer so that I understand Dark Souls 3. Me too. Because I want to play it. I mean, from softwares also who came out with Bloodborne and yes. I sucked at Bloodborne and then I got really good at Bloodborne. I love the game. Right. Um, I now, beat it for the most part. The question is, can you explain what happened in Bloodborne? Um, people turn into beasts because of tainted <laughs> blood. But that's the gist of it. Yeah. You know, but um, is that really telling what the story's about? No, you need to like hunt to get blood to keep yourself from transforming. So you're a werewolf. Kinda. You're, you're a beast technically not See, transitioned into a crazy thing. See, somebody needs to create a trailer for Bloodborne so Justin can understand. What's I gotta happening. think a pretty good gist of what's going on. Don't tell me I don't know what's going on. Man, whatever. I think I did a pretty good job of explaining the game. If I didn't, let me know and I will do a whole recap some other time. I think that about uh, concludes this episode. I don't have anything else on my notes to talk about. Do you have anything fun? Nope. Until next time, <laughs> make sure to uh, write, email, tweet, Instagram, Facebook us. All at Super Sugoi Cast. You can send us an email at supersugoicast at gmail.com. 
check out Night of the Living Geeks Network, which is where all of our podcasts are hosted, and they have several others, so I'm sure you'll find something that you like at notlg.com. And thanks to Alex Barroza for our music. Check the links for more. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, please. Please, otherwise we won't know if we're getting worse or better. Yeah. We, uh, I need an idea on what I need to change. <laughs> so if you want me to be higher, lower, middle, higher you know, or lower, just let me know. So yeah. I can, I'll, I'll figure out what you mean when I say it and how it goes. You can also find us on SoundCloud. I think that about sums it up then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>